Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Terry Cardrala about how she helps people change their mindset. Terry is a transformational life strategist, the founder of Creative Counseling Center, and talking with Terry, best-selling author of The Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life, with a foreword written by Jack Canfield. She is a premier success coach with eWomen Network and a coach with Forbes. She has been featured on many television shows and podcasts and radio shows, including Hay House. Terry has combined her counseling background with energy psychology and applied the principles of quantum physics to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. Welcome, Terry. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Virginia, for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited for you to be on today. Yes, I'm excited. So how how did you get to be where you are? How did you get to take all of this wonderful information and become on the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, so I always told my, my parents I was always entrepreneurial. My first entrepreneurial experience I had was when I was about nine years old. My mom used to give me her old makeup and um, I would plop the makeup out into these little containers and I'd add like, I, I think some of my secret sauces, don't tell anyone, but um, was like flour and like perfume and other colors of makeup. And then I would I'd make a little paste, add some water, make a little paste and I put the makeup back into the, the, the little containers. And then I'd sell them back to my mom for some fake checks. And um, I thought I was like winning it big. We did try this experience with perfumes. If you take old 1980s perfume and you mix it with old 1980s perfume, two wrongs never make a right. It was like awful. And I'm pretty certain my our little uh, playhouse had to be aired out for like a, a solid three months. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> anyway, so, but, so I've always had this, didn't realize it until much later, but I've always had this kind of entrepreneurial like piece and growing up. And so all my, most of my games and most of my play growing up was entrepreneurial. I was always the boss of my sister and that's why I bossed my sister around with, you know, playing different things. But so fast forward, I um, had this really, really cool experience. When I was in high school, I um, became a peer counselor and I had this really, really um, powerful moment where I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. So I was a junior, senior, or sophomore at the time. And I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. So I'd go over there and just kind of, you know, chat with them and get to know them. And, and on, all of a sudden, one of the kids came to me and told me, one of the fifth graders came to me and told me that her sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide. She had a plan. She had everything. Like her parents were going to be out of town. She was going to commit suicide. And it was, and so I was a sophomore at the time. And I, you know, we, in, we, you know, intervened and we got her the support that she needed. And it was such a game changer for me. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, boom, light bulb went on. I was like, I'm going to do this. I want to do more of this. And so I ended up becoming a therapist, opened up a, a counseling practice that was a me, myself, and I really quickly realized that I couldn't have the impact that I wanted by just being me, myself, and I. So I started growing the team from part-time contractors to full-time contractors and eventually to full-time employees. That company is still... I still own that company. I still am involved in that company. It's very owner-independent at this point. So I spend about two to four hours a month in that company. And that's given me the freedom to do what I feel called to do, which is you know be here with all of you all. And now I focus primarily with women entrepreneurs. So I've combined my counseling background with energy psychology and then Applied the principles of quantum physics to really help women entrepreneurs, you know, kind of similar to yourself, you know, get out there and be seen and be heard and and have a presence on this planet 
so they can have a bigger impact. And so I absolutely love what I'm doing now and continuing to help you know, other entrepreneurs, you know, have the impact that they truly desire. That's pretty cool. And it's, it's nice that even with that heavy responsibility that you had being so young, that, that you're able to make that positive change and to help out that one girl. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was such a game changer because I always joked before that I was going to either become a cosmetologist or a undercover private investigator in New York City. And so in in some weird way, I feel like we did combine them because, you know, hairstylists always, you know, people come to them to talk to them, right? (laughs) And they feel like they're like, yeah, and then you're like, you're, you know, you're hairstylists are kind of like therapists, right? And then you have your private investigator, which is always like trying to figure out like, what is the root cause? So in some weird way, I did combine (laughs) those two (laughs) professions into the therapy world and now into what I do now, which is, you know, working, you know, primarily with entrepreneurs and helping them, you know, step into their power. And because I think so, so often we have our own stories, right? We have our own limitations. And I have found that over the years and years and years of working with people that we get our mindset in our way, like we limit our own selves and it's, and it's from stories, it's from experiences that we had as a child. And we've, I always tell people that you know, the things that we've experienced in our lives at, at one point, they served us, you know, they served us to become stronger, healthier, wiser, whatever that might have been. But at some point we, it stops serving us. And what happens is, is we try to take it forward with us because that's all we know. And at that point it stops serving us, but we're trying to make it work. And then, then that's when we start, you know, tripping on ourselves. That's when we try, that's when we start sabotaging our success. That's when we get ourselves in our own way of really creating the life of our dreams. It is interesting how powerful our mind is and yes. those limiting beliefs that we keep telling ourselves. Like it's, I was having a conversation with someone on Sunday and she was talking about like just, she was sleep driving and she was telling me that story. And then like something else about this person who was sleepwalking, who felt like jumped out of a three-story window and kept walking down the street. Like he was completely fine. And it was just, I really would love to be able to tap into my mindset or my mind and utilize it the way that I would like to have it work for me and not work against me. Yes. And we have the capacity. We absolutely have a capacity of being able to do that because, you know, we're, our focus goes, energy goes. And so most of the time for a lot of people, you know, too, because I was like the big victim. I was such a victim of my own world. Like I, you know, I did not have an easy upbringing by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't believe I was good enough. I, there was a lot of stuff that I had to work through and come overcome in order to get where I'm at today. So it was not an easy, I, I would not say I had the easiest deck of cards given to me by any stretch of the imagination, but I now see how they all kind of fell into place to help support me where I'm at today. And I think, you know, we do have, you know, kind of a responsibility for our own action, you know, and as entrepreneurs too, as we, we don't necessarily dive into entrepreneurship thinking that we're going to do personal development, but they're kind of the one of the same because anytime you're expanding and getting yourself out there, all, all of your, your vulnerabilities, all of your insecurities, all of your unknowns and all of that is going to get shown up to you. And so it is kind of a, a journey of not only your entrepreneurship world, but also the personal development that comes along with it. And I truly believe that we, we, we have the right and we have the choice to start working on ourselves to really impact the story that we're leaving. And, and again, where, where we spend our time and focus and is where you know energy goes and it supports it. And the brain will find the evidence and either story, 
right? If it's a positive story, the brain's going to find the evidence for it. If it's a negative story, the brain's going to find the evidence. Like, you know, if you think about our brains come with like a computer system and it's been programmed to see and, and we are the ones telling it what to see and what to experience. And, you know, it's like a, a giant Google. Like if we go in and Google, you know, a positive thing, we're going to find positive evidence. If we Google something negative, we're going to find the negative evidence of it. And so, you know, it comes back to, you know, where are we spending, you know, our time and, you know, what, what work do we get to do on ourselves? Because a lot of times these stories go back, you know, from the first eight years of our life is when they were imprinted, is when they were programmed, is when they were, we were downloaded and then we've lived life based on that previous programming. And for most adults, we don't necessarily go back and let's, you know, we're buying a house or we're buying a car. We don't necessarily go consult, you know, a second grader and say, Hey, what do you think about this? We don't, but that's what we're essentially doing in a lot of ways is we're consulting, you know, the younger version of ourselves that don't have the knowledge and experience that we do, you know, in this, you know, in in our current age, you know, sure puts a different perspective on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some common mistakes that you're seeing a lot of your clients making? You know, here's the thing, and I'm going to tie this back into the work that you do, because I think a lot of the women entrepreneurs that I work with are, I I call them the visionaries. These are the people that know in their heart of hearts that they are meant to do something extraordinary in this lifetime. They know that they have been chosen to do something big or to leave an impact in this world in some way. And, And the impact can be 50 people. The impact could be 500 people. The impact could be 500 million people, right? There's no you know, we all have our, you know, vision of what impact means, you know, and, and in some cases, having an impact on one person is just as powerful, right? And so, but here's where I think we kind of get in ourselves in our way is that we start sabotaging that in which we feel called to do. And it's like the self-sabotage or the, the stinking thinking comes in and says, oh, but who am I? Who am I to lead this really powerful movement? Who am I to, you know, become the next J.K. Rollins, who am I to become the next Oprah Winfrey, the, the next Tony Robbins, the next, you know, and, and here's what happens is, you know, when we have these big visionaries that, that see and they, they have these big desires to create something, we limit our ability to be seen, right? And some of the things that I have seen is that as soon as I'm working with someone, and then I always tell people like, in order to have an impact, you cannot be the best kept secret. It's just they don't go, they don't go go hand in hand, right? The reasons why some of these celebrities are, you know, can have the impact that they have is because they're not the they're not they're not the best kept secret. You know, they're all over the place. They're visible, right? You know, what are the stories that keep us small and insignificant and and plays it safe? You know, what comes up for people when I say that? You know, like what where do I know I could be? And what are the stories that have been holding me back? And, and a lot of times people will sabotage or, you know, for a lot of high performers and high achievers, they have this imposter syndrome going on because they're like, wait, I have been successful and I am doing really great stuff. And, and that scares the bejeebers out of me because what will people think? And all of that stuff. And, and I've had many, many clients work with like sales coaches or, or whatever, and they sabotage the work that they're doing with the, the other coaches. Because if they are becoming visible, then they have to step into it. And they have this perception that being visible and having a bigger impact actually means working more or more responsibilities. And it's a, it's a misnomer because a lot of times when we are really truly having that impact, we've had to bring on team, right? We, we're not a one man or one woman show anymore. 
We've actually brought on a virtual assistant. We brought on a director of operations. We brought on sales or marketing or, you know, we have a bigger team because we're making more money or we have more resources to be able to expand. And oftentimes our, the time that we're spending is more in the visionary world and more as a CEO versus our time in each one of these roles that, I mean, we could get, I mean, we have a thousand roles that we are fulfilling as an entrepreneur, especially as solopreneurs. There's so many roles, but as we get bigger, it does get easier because we have more support and we have a bigger team to help support and help them hold that vision for us as well. And it's scary. And And honestly, like it's scary, like it's scary to get out there. It's terrifying. And yet when we do it, it's, it's, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And then it just shows us what we're capable of. <laughs> yeah. And we get to test it. We get to test it to see like how far, how, you know, how much we can, we can really have an impact. And, and I, and I speak a lot of times when we talk about visibility, you know, I think about, you know, I was extraordinary, extraordinarily shy. And when people, t- when people see me on stages, and they speak to me and they say, oh, how do you do it? And I was like, oh my gosh, can I tell you that I used to be extraordinarily shy and I was mortified. I don't even think, that was a big, what's a stronger word beyond mortified? I need to find that word because I was mortified to public speak, to speak in public more than one person, like mortified me. But after, you know, I had these experiences where I was like, okay, and it did take some practice, but that one of my secret sauces has been like about being visible and getting out there is like, you know, I always tell people there's two ways of building a business. And one is through the, the marathon. And that's, you know, the networking, the connections, the collaborations, the referral partners, and all of that stuff. And it just takes a long time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I built my first company based on that. And we haven't marketed in three years. And we are continuing to have business come in. But I, I, I spent a long time in the marathon of building that really strong foundation. And then the other piece is the sprint. You know, the sprint is a really fast way that you can fill a funnel and be seen at the same time. And one of my secrets, if you will, is just through speaking. Like, how do you speak on a stage to get brand visibility, to get known, to get seen, to have a bigger impact? And I think there's, I think a business needs both the marathon and the sprint. And so, and a combination of those two, you know, to really, you know, move the business forward to the level in which you want to take it. Most people don't believe me when I tell them that I'm shy. <laughs> but with public speaking, like I, one thing I find too is that the more I do it, the easier it is. 100%. And even if I mess up, like even if I goof it up, I'm like, well, next. <laughs> like, right? wasn't my best one. But someone taught me this, this along my path. They said one word, next. And I'm like, okay, yep, you're right. Next wasn't my, wasn't my you know, shining glory moment. And I'm just going to continue going on it, right? So you continue and you're like, okay, like that didn't work out. What did I learn? And um, I took this from Sandra Yancey. She is one of the one of the largest business owners for networking, and her company is called eWomen Network. Um, which there's many chapters actually there in Canada with you guys. And one of the things that she talks about all the time, and I, I've taken this from her lessons, is you know, plan to review. Right? You plan it out. You plan as much as you can. You do the thing. Right? And that that could be speaking. That could be whatever it is. And then you review it. And so on your review, you're going to say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? Where did I fall short? Where, where was I a shining rock star at? Where did I have fun at? Right. And you're just going to review kind of, you know, the, the takeaways. And then guess what? Lesson learned. I'm not going to do X, Y, Z again. And we're on to the next. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so like 
you know, if you have some sort of a system to constantly be improving and improving the work that we're doing, I mean, you can't not, not get better, you know? So true, right? I'm sure there's some, well, there's some physics laws in that one. So you had mentioned that you do public speaking for this Mm -hmm. company. What Mm -hmm. else do you do to get visible? You know, of course, you know, the social media, you know, you know, all pretty much all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I'm trying to think of what other areas. So, you know, all the kind of the traditional Facebook or I mean, traditional social media stuff. And then through speaking is like, like a, a huge one. I would say those are the main ones. Although I do do some partnerships and collaborations, you know, when it's fitting, you know, and I may be like speaking on somebody else's stage, supporting what they're doing. If it's like, it's a nice collaboration. For example, like I, I love working with other coaches, you know, like business coaches or sales coaches, or because a lot of times their clients that they're working with are getting themselves stuck in their own mindset. And so I'll look, work along with those other coaches because I'm not the sales coach. I'm not the LinkedIn expert. I'm not the, you know, Instagram guru. I'm not the, you know, YouTuber, you know, extraordinaire. Like I like to say in my zone of genius around mindset and and teaching people, like look at the blocks that are coming, you know, what are the the barriers and blocks? And usually they're like, I've narrowed it down to five major ones, which is the limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck in fear and overwhelm, the imposter syndrome and burnout or being like overwhelmed. And so when I'm working with them and I'm like helping them clear them out. So I use a lot of outside the box tools. When we clear those out, then they can work more efficiently and effectively and get more for their money when they're working with the other, like, you know, sales specialists or business specialists or the other coaches. So my tagline should be, I help other coaches look better, you know, at the end of the day, because the clients are actually going to the work. I had a client one time and, and she had been working with a sales coach and she had worked with her for a year, almost a year, nine months. And, and I asked her, how many sales calls have you had? Like, how many have you been playing with? And she said, zero. At nine months, she had zero sales calls. And I'm like, isn't that what you're supposed to be working with her on? She's like, well, if I have these sales calls, then that means I might be expanding my business. And then what would that mean? And what if people judge me? What if people see me as like, who do you think you are kind of thing? And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's clear that piece out because that's a really great story you're telling yourself. And then, you know, she started doing sales calls and it became a little bit easier for her, you know, to, to be out there and be quote vulnerable in that place and space. And so it's really powerful. We, we don't look at the personal development of it and we just try to go and just force ourselves through it because energy is energy. What we're putting out there is what we're being attracted towards, you know, and if we're out there being scared and terrified, we're going to actually get that. Somebody that's going to be, you know, terrified about what's going on. They're going to actually repel people versus attract people. You know, it goes back to quantum physics. It goes back to energy. It goes back into how energy molecules are showing up. And so what we're putting out there is um, a direct reflection of what we are getting back. And so if we look at a person's life, we have a pretty good indicator of where their thoughts have been, right? Everything gets created twice in our reality, first in our thoughts and second in our physical realm. And so we can have a good idea based in somebody's life, based on what's showing up for them right now, where you, we put our focus on it, attention goes. So true, but so crazy at the same time. I know. I know. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So what are some big goals that you have in the next couple of years? Yeah. So I have some big targets. I have, I, I've never even shared these with people. I'm going to share them on your, I'm going to show them on your, on your show. One of my big targets is I'd like to have my own TV show. And so ironically, as we get clear on what it is that we desire, other things start to come into fruition. And I can't even tell you in the last seven months, eight months now, who I've called into my life to help me support this. 
And so even though it seemed like kind of a pipe dream a year or two years ago, now it's becoming a real doable thing. Like, you know, shortly, maybe in the next year, we'll be ready for that. That's cool. Yeah. And then the other thing is just having a bigger impact. Like I just truly believe I am being called to do bigger work and have a bigger impact. And I think, especially with what's happening in our world right now, kind of on the backdrop of a pandemic, but also, you know, people being eager and curious about how, you know, just being curious about like how the world works and how like energy works and how we can, you know, change and transmute that and really have an impact on how people are showing up, how we are creating our lives and what's, you know, happening energetically, you know, kind of looking at us being in this three-dimensional world and what does that look like moving into the fourth dimension and what does that look like and how does that, you know, and so there's some big energy shifts that are happening globally and which is really exciting and inspiring. And, you know, how can I help support people to get ready for that? Are there any roadblocks that are holding you back from achieving your goals? Um, yeah. You know what? I think right now, kind of my, you know, I always say, you know, it's always, we don't know, we don't know. Right. And so oftentimes right now, like I'm being challenged by and, and inspired by growth. Right. And, you know, building, you know, more, bringing more people on my team. I just am hiring someone this week, actually, to come on and take on some other roles. And so I think anytime when we're in growth and expansion is like not knowing what we don't know and what it's going to look like, you know, even from a year from now, but just holding that space of curiosity. And as much as I like to teach people to be open to the possibilities of, of just being curious, right? Like, okay, I'm taking the next best step. And I'm just, I'm just knowing and trusting that this is going to work out. I don't necessarily know, quote, the how <laughs> it's going to work out. Just know and trust that that's not mine to take on. And the how will be shown to me. Yeah. The how might be way better than what you even thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, again, I, I come from a place of curiosity and like, okay, I'm super curious on how this is going to all turn out, but I'm also trusting in the process. And that's been one of the biggest, I think maybe one of my, in my own personal journey is just trusting, trusting the unseen, trusting the unknown, trusting beyond what I thought was possible, right? Just trusting and holding the space that we are very powerful and potent beings. And and we have everything that we need within ourselves to be able to create the life that we love. So and just trusting that. And like, it's, it's terrifying at times. And it's like, okay. And it's really exciting because I like to push the boundaries and be like, Ooh, what else can we create today? Ooh. And coming from that place of curiosity, it's like, Ooh, I wonder what we can create today. I wonder what magic we can have Today, I wonder what miracle can show up for us today. And then looking for the evidence because the evidence will show us. And it's like, oh, this is really fun. Let's play some more. Like what's in this present that I'm going to unwrap today? Yes. Love it. Yes. So what's the best advice that you have ever received? You know what? I remember being at this conference and I'm a doodler. I'm a self-taught doodler. And the one ways in which my brain processes information is through doodling. And so I'm always like drawing, you know, pictures or doodling or whatever. And so I was sitting on this conference room or conference table and this guy, he, I had said, hello, my name is, you know, Terry. And he had said, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. And that was our only exchange. Okay. And at some point, like I'm doodling, I'm listening. And he leans back on his chair and he goes, you're a perfectionistic, aren't you? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so naked. I don't even know this guy. Like what's going on? How do you read my soul? Right. And something in him, like just like pegged me like immediately. And I was like, yes, this, like, this is true. <laughs> and he's like, go for 95%. And you know, that has like stuck in my brain. And as you asked that question, that was like the first thing that popped in my brain was like, go for 95%. So any of y'all 
high performer, high, you know, achieving women or men out there that are like getting trapped in the perfectionistic tendencies. Like my mantra has been go for 95% because your 95% is going to be better than most people's, you know, 100%. And it keeps us out of the inaction because I would not do things because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, you know, polished enough. And so I say, go for 95% and you're going to mess up and we're going to make mistakes. And I think failure is something that we don't celebrate enough on our planet as something being like, yes, you know, it's good. We are going to fail. It's best to fail fast and fail and fail often because we're next, we're on to the next move to the next yes. You know, I remember listening to Sarah Blakely being interviewed at this event that I was at and her dad had said when they were growing up around the kitchen table every night, he would say, okay, what did you fail at today? And I remember and she was sharing this story, like that at one point she didn't have something that she failed at. And she's like, I, I don't know, I, I ate fries today <laughs> or something, you know, but, but it was really kind of a different perspective of like, you know, what we always are looking at, like, where did we achieve? Where did we excel? Where did we, you know, and that's great. And I love that, right? It's focusing on the positive, but also looking at where are the lessons, because we don't learn much when we are perfect. We don't, we don't learn much when we haven't figured out. We don't learn, you know, when it's easy. We learn when it's difficult. It was, we, we learn in those tough conversations. We learn when it's difficult. It's, we learn when it's real and raw and brings us our, to our tears. Like that is when we learn. That is when we now have created new neural synapses in our brains for low growth, right? And so just being aware of and, and celebrating more of our, our failures instead of being ashamed of them. It's something that I'm trying to get through to, to our daughter. She just turned eight and she like freaks out if she doesn't always get 100% or mm-hmm. complains because her brother who's in kindergarten, his work is so much easier. And it's like, well, you'll never get better, get to where you want to be if you always yeah. have an easy road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where growth happens. I'm getting ready to hop on. I was supposed to have this call earlier today and his text to me was like, we got some work to do. And I was like, all right. And I'm ex- I'm like nervous and I'm excited because I'm going to get some really constructive feedback and it's going to probably be constructive feedback that I don't want to hear, but I'm excited because I know this is what I need in order to propel me forward. And I, and I know that there's going to be probably a little bit of a sting in this, but I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm like, okay, how demented am I? <laughs> like, and and so now he's going to delay the, the, the anxiety here about like having this conversation. But really like, I think, and I literally wrote it down in my journal earlier today and like about this reflection about this anticipation of this call is like, I'm excited. And this is where the growth happens. This is where we are pushing ourselves and growing ourselves as human beings, you know, to receive maybe not the easiest stuff. Like we're not going to get a compliment and be like, Terry, you're, yes, you're perfect. You're great. You're awesome. No, we're going to get like, Hey, this is where you need to improve. This is where, and it's like, you got to grab your big panties on, put your big girl panties on and go and say, okay, I'm right. Re- am I ready for growth? Am I ready to expand? Am I ready to take me to the next level? Because you know, if you're not, that's okay. That may not be your game, but if you're ready to go to that next level, it requires facing some parts of us and parts of things that we may not, that we get to grow and expand out of, you know? Like you said, you don't know what you don't know. So you can't change what you don't know. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. So but I'm glad that you're teaching this. I'm glad you're teaching this so young <laughs> at, at, at such a young age, like, right? Like, I think as entrepreneurs, I think, you know, we have such a gift 
from not only the mom perspective, but as an entrepreneur and having kids and it, it's, it's a different, it really truly is a different way of viewing the world, you know, a, a world from employees versus an employer is just a different way of viewing the world. And there's no rightness and wrongness about either one. It's just a different way of viewing the world. And so what a great way for you to imprint on in a positive way, of course, you know, a different way of looking at things. Yeah, she's always upset too. And the, didn't get, I got it wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, you know why you got it wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, what can you learn from it? How can you do better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you shared lots of great advice with us so far. But what do you think is the best advice that you have ever given? Oh my goodness. Every day, all day long. It's just spews out of my mouth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? When you asked me this, the first thing that I try to practice what I preach, but I, uh, one of the things that has come up a lot. I just did this, I do a free webinar. And then afterwards we have some really great connections through, through my group. And on this week, we were talking about like doing it before you're ready, like truly like going all in. And I think so often that we will, we will wait for the perfect timing, the perfect something, the perfect, you know, permission, the perfect, whatever we're looking for to give us permission to do it. And I'm just going to say, like, just go for it. Like, if you know in your heart of hearts that this is meant to be, like, do it before you're ready. The people, the places, the situations will show up to support you. But, you know, again, the law of action requires us to take action. And when we do, the universe, God, spirit, angels, whatever you believe in or support, will say, oh, gosh, you know what? Virginia's really serious. She just took an action towards this. And now through that inspired action, I've just activated the molecules of the universe to help support you in this. And so if we wait until it's perfect, until we have all the experience, until we have all the knowledge, that time is going to pass and it's going to be gifted to somebody else. I truly believe if we have an idea and it's, and it's meant to be ours, it's time for us to take action on it. And if not, it's okay. But that idea, I truly believe goes to somebody else, right? Like I had all these inventions when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to invent this really cool wireless phone thing, you know, and it would hold on your pocket because I was like a girl that talked on the phone all the time. I'm like, it would be so much easier if you had a wireless phone, you had some headsets, and then you had a device on your belt. Do you remember this? They actually invented it like 10 years later. And I was like, oh, that was my idea. But I was seven at the time. No, I was like like 12 at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, right? I didn't have the capacity to create it, to bring it to fruition. But eventually it did, right? And so if we don't take action on that, somebody else will. And so I truly believe that when we get a download and insight and awareness, like a hit, if you will, a little nudge, whatever you want to call it, like it's it was meant for us. And we have an opportunity at that time to do it or not. And if I, like, I remember, again, going back to being terrified of speaking, you know, I had this, 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 this feeling and I, I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And, and then all of a sudden, like that opened up more doors to something else. And then it was like more door and then it started TVs and then, you know, radio and then being a, a regular on TV now. And so it's like, it opened up so many more doors about being visible and being seen. Right. And that is my big thing is like, how do I have a bigger impact? And so, you know, like, don't shy away from taking that first step. Like, just go all in, commit to it, go all in. Don't be washy washy. Don't test the waters first. If you're going to go in, go in, <laughs> go big. <laughs> right. And you will be supported. Like, sometimes I just question, like, sometimes I, 
I, I get bored with things. And so I'm always like testing things. I'm like, oh, I wonder if like, let's try it. Let's, let's see. And I'm always getting this evidence that I'm always supported. And I've, I've built up this repertoire and this, this abundance of evidence that's here to support me. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's absolutely okay to go take the leap of faith because I've, I've had, you know, a thousand experiences where it all worked out for me. Now there's been times when I fell flat on my face and again, life lesson number 4,622 would learned, but it's, it's amazing how much more evidence I have that it's going to work out versus it's going to be, you know, not a, a safe choice. Which is so cool. I have really enjoyed our time. Thank you so much for yes. all that you shared. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to share with us? You know, I just, again, it's just a, a bigger message for everybody. You know, in, in all of the years that I've worked with people, I think that there's an underlying belief that we're not blank enough. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not, you know, tall enough. We're not short enough. We're not you know, whatever that enoughness is, just know this, that we were born enough and that enough stays with us, right? And so just, you know, again, you might have to hear this message a thousand times again, but just know that you are enough and that you're beautiful and you're such a gift to this world. And there is something that is inside of you that you know, that you know, and I know that you know, and I'm just gonna invite you to just put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes and just take a deep breath in and just say, what do I know that I'm refusing to know? And tap into that, tap into what it is that you're supposed to be doing and just have that clarity and then start to foster whatever that is. Because I think so many, so many of us have been running from ourselves for so many years. And I think it's just time for us to reconnect and reconnect with that bigger knowing that we have inside and just trusting and knowing and, and to start planting the seeds planting the seeds for that next thing that you're are ready and willing to create in this lifetime. I like that. Thank you. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. The best way is to hop on my website, um, talking with Terry, that's T E R I.com. And you'll find all the information there. I do have a free webinar that's on there. That's totally free for your listeners to come and join us and be a part of. They can access it through there. All my social media links, all that fun stuff is just right there on the website. I do have a podcast called Talking with Terry, where I interview women entrepreneurs that have overcome some sort of challenge barrier or block and then created a high six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business as a result of doing so. And so, yes, I'd love to have them come and check out the podcast as well. That sounds fun. So thank you again, and we'll keep in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much, Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.